Europe's elite competition grips the world of soccer every season. We partner with InfoGoal to examine the data behind some of the biggest matches soccer has to offer and assist you in finding value in the markets. This is the Champions League Betting Blueprint. It's our final podcast of the year. This is the UCL Betting Blueprint as we look into the Champions League final this weekend from Istanbul. It's Manchester City and Inter. Gareth Wheeler alongside the experts, Andrew Beasley, who according to, well, his favorite manager, Jurgen Klopp, I thought you were going to be in Istanbul. What happened there, Andrew? <laughs> Liverpool got Real Madrid uh, and that was the end of that. Same as it is, unfortunately, most years. So, um, yeah, I think when he was saying that, he didn't think how badly the season would go for Liverpool. I'm not sure he'd have said that in before the knockout phase had he had the choice. So, um, yeah, not been a great season, but uh, hopefully be back in it before too long. But obviously not next season, as we know. Yeah, no kidding. Well, hopefully you didn't punch your ticket or, or book your ticket ahead of time and took the advice of the manager. Um, or you just, you know, we were more measured in your projections. As for Jake Osgathorpe, Sheffield Wednesday is going up, not quite at that level, but we're looking forward to this Champions League final, aren't we? Big time, yeah. I don't think it, it will eclipse what happened at Wembley the other week. Um, I don't know if anybody <laughs> watched it, but it was the worst 120 minutes in football, I think, ever. Um, and thankfully, it didn't go to penalties. So, uh, but yeah, it, this is going to be an interesting game. I think it's, it looks extremely one-sided on paper. But I'm interested to hear what Andrew's going to say. I got to say about about Inter's chances. Um, yeah, it's a funny one. Isn't it? There's so much history on the line for City. We've seen them in previous years completely fall apart when pressure's been on, particularly in this competition, um, and obviously lost the final not so long ago as well. So, yeah, I don't think it's as certain as the odds would suggest. I, I kind of subscribe to that line of thinking as well. Let's just hope for a good fu- cup final because it wasn't just the Wednesday win. It was also the Europa League final, which you're going to name the Sevilla Cup now. I mean, that was just dreadful. That was like the game that would never end. And it went full Mourinho, which in 2023 isn't the best thing. Uh, so we're going to dig into this game. Uh, all the lines are available on Pinnacle.com. Your sharpest, your best bets, your best odds are all on Pinnacle as we look ahead to this final fixture of this Champions League campaign. So let's get into it. and We'll start off with Manchester City, the Premier League and FA Cup champions. A win on Saturday. Well, that's all that stands between them and becoming the second English club to have won the treble. Who's that other side? Something about 1999. It rings a bell. Uh, four wins, two draws in the group stage for City. In a group featuring Dortmund, the European, uh, the Europa League champions at Sevilla and Copenhagen. And the, the best expected goal differential, according to InfoGoal, of all the teams in the group stage at 10.3. The road to the final included really cruising past Leipzig in the round of 16 that featured a 7-0 thrashing at home. The quarterfinals outclassing a very good, yet seemingly dysfunctional Bayern Munich side with a 3-0 a first leg victory once again at home and a second leg home demolition job 4-0 over Real Madrid making their way through the semi-final into this year's final. Interesting to note the away games in each of those three knockout round ties all ended in a 1-1 draw. Now 
Erling Holland scored the most goals in the Champions League with 12 in nine and had an XG of 10.36, according to InfoGoal, across the competition. That equates to a 1.43 expected goals per match, which is also a tournament best. Holland overall this season, 52 goals in 52 games in all competitions. Wow. Uh, City also won the Premier League on 89 points, scoring the most goals with 94 uh, in 38 games and in conceding the joint fewest with 33 and also had the best XG and the lowest expected goals against an incredible 47.8 expected goal differential for the season. They also beat Manchester United last weekend in the FA Cup final. The final was 2-1. Their only real question heading into this game, Kyle Walker's been dealing with a bit of a back injury. So we'll see on that. For As for Inter, uh, there's this season's Italian Super Cup as well as Coppa Italia winners. It's another team that's picked up trophies this campaign. They finished runners-up in a very difficult group, finished uh, featuring Bayern Munich, and they were ahead of Barcelona, and they were worthy to advance with a 4.3 expected goal differential, which was over four expected goals better than Barcelona. Five clean sheets across six knockout round games. Uh, one goal was enough against Porto in the round of 16. A first leg 2-0 victory over Benfica before a 3-3 draw in the second leg. Uh, I mean, the 3-3 draw, there was two late goals by Benfica, which made it look a little bit closer than it actually was. Then they were in complete cruise control uh, in a 3-0 aggregate triumph over the rivals in AC Milan. Uh, Eden Dzeko, uh, four goals in 12 games, including 10 starts. Uh, in this competition, he's their leading goal scorer, although goals can kind of be spread out. Lautaro Martinez, Romelu Lukaku, who's been injured for the bulk of this campaign, has actually scored five goals in his last five games. Uh, Inter finished third in the Serie A, second most goals scored in the Italian division. That translated into an XG of 67.5, according to InfoGoal, which was just 0.5 less than Napoli. So it's a decent number for a side that's billed or dubbed to be very defensive in terms of the way they play. Their 31.7 expected goal differential was also second best, only behind the Serie A winner. And they finished the season uh, in all competitions, playing 13 games. They won 12 of them, and they only lost one. So they come in in really good form into this one. It's also worth mentioning, Jekko was part of the City side uh, that won the Premier League titles twice over the course of his spam with the club 2010 to 2015 ended up scoring 72 goals in 189 games is also worthwhile mentioning a bunch of familiar faces on the United equation. And that comes into play because of this whole trouble business, uh, Darmian, Mkhitaryan and Lukaku, all former Manchester United players, Mkhitaryan and Correa are questionable heading into this game as they're trying to recover from injury. Skriniar has returned from back surgery, but he's unlikely to play from the start in this game. And Incredibly, neither of these sides have ever played one another in a competitive fixture. They played twice in preseason tournaments. And this stadium, Ataturk Olympic Stadium, a place of good memories for one Andrew Beasley. They hosted the 20, uh, 2005 Champions League final, the Miracle of Istanbul, from 3-0 to 3-3 to Liverpool beating AC Milan in penalties as well. As for this competition, the last three, champion, three Champions League finals all finished 1-0. And the last four finals finished uh, with a score to nil in those games. And all four played to an under 
two and a half goal total. City have never won the Champions League before, were runners up to Chelsea two years ago, and Inter were the last Italian side to win the Champions League. That came back in 2010, a 2-0 win over Bayern Munich, and they've won three times overall and finished twice as runners up. Manchester City, the favorites heading into this game at minus 209, thus far on Pinnacle, uh, Manchester City to win outright is taking 78% of the money that's coming in to Pinnacle at this time. Um, the spread is set at 1.25 for this game and the total is set at 2.75. So enough out of me. Let's turn to our experts and have their uh, expertise and their opinion. Uh, take it from here. So, Andrew, based upon this context of this final, City are pronounced favorites ahead of this game. I'm wondering how you see this Champions League final playing out. Well, I think the first thing we have to mention is just how sort of one-sided it is in the market compared to previous Champions League finals. I mean, you look at the last four finals, and the favourite went off at somewhere between minus 102, sorry, minus 103 and 102, basically even money, give or take. City were minus 209 um, when you just spoke then. I'm looking at the screen now. It says minus 211. The price is sort of changing all the time. I went back through the last 19 Champions League finals and, and Pinnacle's most one-sided prior to this was in 2015. Uh, they had Barcelona at minus 161. And that's the most one-sided we've had since 2004. Wow. City are way beyond that at minus 211. I suppose that 2015 final, Juventus against Barcelona, somewhat similar. You've got a sort of former Pep Guardiola side against an Italian team. Barcelona won quite easily. I think Manchester City are expected to win, you know, quite easily. But I'm not sure it's going to be straightforward. I mean, I'm not sure I'd be going near it at that price myself. One thing I've I've noticed, obviously, um, anyone who's who's seen Inter uh, this season will know they play a 3-5-2. Um, if you look at their um, scores and fixtures on FB Ref, there's one game they didn't play a 3-5-2 and apparently they played a 3-1-4-2. So I'm not quite sure what the difference was that day. So I think we can be certain what um, Inter are going to do. Clearly, we don't know what um, City are going to do. Well, we can probably guess, but of course, Pep Guardiola has this history of making um, unusual decisions in these in these big matches. But um, what we can say from the Premier League this season, um, if you look at all of Manchester City's games, their average expected goals for for all games was 2.24 for and 0.99 against. But if you look at their eight games against teams with a back three, it dropped to 1.634 and 1.29 against, a difference of just 0.34 in their favour. Now, I'm sure Inter would probably settle for that. They'd probably take that right now if you offered it to them and and sort of take their chances on that. But we have seen that the back threes have managed to sort of um, restrain City somewhat. Now, in fairness, they did win six of those games. It's not like they um, struggled that much, uh, but they did lose to Brentford. They did lose to Tottenham, who played with the back three against them. So with that in mind, while I, while I do think City will win, I think it could be closer than, than a lot of people are expecting. Um, and so I, I'm not really 100% sure where to go, but certainly I, I wouldn't be touching them at minus 211 um, for that reason. But um, I don't know if, if sort of Jake's got anything to agree or disagree with me on that one. No, um, nothing to disagree with there. It's, it's a ludicrously short price for a one-off game. Um, you know, we talk about XG, we talk about data, 
that gives us a, a good insight generally as to what to expect over a long period of time results wise but in a one-off game literally anything can happen you know you, what we saw last season from Real Madrid was the epitome of that they every single game they played in they were second best lost the XG battle somehow came through the tie um, and that's the kind of thing that that can happen um, you know I think in the NFL, they have a saying: any given Sunday, anything can happen. And it's it's literally when you get to one-off games like this, it is, um, yeah. There's a lot of luck. A look look ha- plays a much bigger part in these one-off games than it does over the course of a, a Premier League season or a Serie A season. Um, which is you know, which is why I think when Pep Guardiola comes out and says it's actually tougher to win the Premier League, I think he's right because you've got to sustain that for 38 games as opposed to just one-off. Um, yeah, I can't be touching City at that price just purely because of that, because there could be any kind of variance in Inter's favour um, in this one-off game. You, you could see them losing the XG battle 3 to 0.5 and winning 1-0. Like Those kind of things can happen. In, um, and, and obviously, there's, there's no second leg for City to turn it around. So, yeah, it's an extremely short price, even though I do think that they are by far the better team. Um, but yeah, what, everything Andrew said, I think, is absolutely valid. It does have me, it has me leaning towards Inter um, on the handicap at plus 1.25 because I don't think City will absolutely wipe the floor um, with with Inter. The other potential option, if you do think City to, uh, will win, is taking City to win an under two and a half goals, which, um, yeah, basically a low scoring City win where I think... You know, in, Inter, they don't get beaten by a wide margin very often. Um, they've they've lost 15 times in 50 games this season. Um, and yeah, eight of those have seen three goals or more in terms of the defeat. So when they lose, they tend to keep it quite tight. Um, and I, I just, I think they'll be set up in a way to try and frustrate. That's how the game's going to go, isn't it? Inter are going to be sat back and trying to find any option, any chance to counter-attack. And um, yeah, I think that, we could see City getting a little bit frustrated um, at times and it, there's every chance it could be similar to what we saw when City played Chelsea a couple of years ago because Chelsea also played um, a back three with Tuchel and they managed that very well in terms of limiting City. Uh, there's no Haaland in that game, obviously. It was a bit, bit of an X factor. Um, but yeah, I do think that Inter deserve a little bit of respect, um, more respect than they're getting in this market because... What, what they've shown over a couple of seasons now under Inzaghi is is that they are a very good team. Um, the only the only negative I have around them is is that their their run to the final they've not really been tested. They've not really played anyone of City stature. Um, you know they played Bayern Munich in the group stage. That was a um, a Munich team uh, that was okay under Nagelsmann. It wasn't brilliant. They, they didn't blow anyone away, but they beat them comfortably twice. And then they played Porto, Benfica and, and Milan. And, and, you know, you look at City's run to the final. They've had to play Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Um, and again, I know Bayern Munich weren't like the, the the great team of yesteryear, but they still beat the reigning champions and, and their nemesis over the last couple of years, Real Madrid, quite convincingly. So, yeah, um, I think City will win, but I don't think it will be as cosy as, as what the odds would suggest. Anything to add on that, Andrew? No, I, I agree with Jake there. I think that's I think that's probably correct. I had sort of noticed as well how relatively straightforward um, Inter's run has been to the final. I mean, um, I found a thing that sort of ranked um, Champions League winners by uh, difficulty of their run to the final and, and stuff like that. And uh, the, the current Inter Milan would be third bottom from the last 20, so that they have had an easy run based on this measure using like UEFA coefficients. Um, with the teams that they've played, as, as Jake said. So 
whilst they whilst they do have a better chance than I think the market suggests, I think it's right to say that they haven't really been tested too severely in the knockout phase, and this is going to be much harder than, than anything they've experienced so far. They they have dealt with a lot of injuries though. Lukaku, Skriniar, obviously others. Barcelona's no slouch. I didn't even have them getting out of their group. And then I know that we were all high on Benfica heading into the knockout phase, getting through a group with PSG. And I know that there might be revisionist history, but that wasn't an, e- an easy side. And obviously, whenever you play a derby against your rival in AC Milan, the, the, there's pitfalls there. And what I like about the way that Inter have gone through this competition, I think it's been mature. I, I think it's been composed. They've rarely looked odd or thrown thrown apart by the occasion. So I think that reflects in the numbers and the data. I'm not sure if Jake, you want to pick up on that, but it's been a, a mature process. As for Manchester City, since they won the Premier League, I mean, three of their six, their last six games, they've lost the XG battle, including in the FA Cup final against Manchester United. I'm not sure how difficult it's to reset or keep on going when it's stop, start, stop, start, big game, Time off, you know, there, there, there was a chance for them to kind of dip in form and then restart again. And we all know what this means, not only for City, but the leg- legacy of Pep as well. Yeah, sure, he's going to be one of the greatest managers of all time, but still winning the Champions League, that was the mandate going to Manchester City. This is clearly the priority competition, so I'm not sure what comes into that either. I'm not sure if you have any thoughts on any of that. And the other thing I just wanted to bring up quickly is um, you mentioned playing teams with three in the back. Andrew, it's Spurs that jump off the page to me. Under Antonio Conte, they always had a difficult time breaking down teams like that. Um, and I don't think that Spurs, you know, really had personnel at the back that warranted those kinds of results, those difficult results for City against Spurs. So I think it might be a decent reference point for a game like this. Jake, anything to pick up off there? Yeah, just piggyback off the back of the, the Spurs point there. Um I think the comparison's fair. They play in a similar system, similar style. Um, but I, I think the personnel that Inter have at their disposal is is a lot worse in especially in forward areas to what um to what Spurs have to offer. I don't think Pep will look at this inter team and be scared of them counterattacking. Like they they'll they'll be, you know, they might cause a few problems getting a few decent positions, but Jekko and Lauturo doesn't scare you like Harry Kane and Hummin Son. Like it really doesn't. Um and you know the, the midfield is He's okay. I think Barella's a very good footballer, but you still very you're good. looking at you've got you've got Mkhitaryan and Chalanoglu in there who, you know, they're okay. I mean, Mkhitaryan was a flop in the Premier League. Chalanoglu is is, is being a steady operator in Serie A. Um, so I don't I don't from a personnel perspective, I think that's one of the main reasons why City are so short. I think people are looking at this the starting eleven, um, and basically seeing that it's not a very good eleven because it, it isn't on paper it isn't. But I do think that they are more than the sum of the parts as a team together. Um, which is why I think they do warrant a bit more respect. Um, I do have some massive concerns for Inter down there, right-hand side, because it's looking like um, Denzel Dumfries is going to play right wing back, as he usually does. Um, and then we're not sure who's going to play right centre-back. Uh, Matteo Darmian has been playing there Darmian. recently um, with injuries to Skriniar. But if Skriniar's back, does he slot in there? That might shore them up a little bit. If not, I would worry for Darmian. I think he could have a tough night with Grealish cutting inside making life very difficult and just operating in that space between right wing back and right centre back. I think that could be really interesting um, battle to keep an eye on. And, and if Darmian does play, I would be looking at backing him to be carded. And you know, Pinnacle don't have the price up just yet um, for player cards, but I w- I'd happily take Darmian and Dumfries to be carded, to be honest, because Grealish is the most foul player 
in the Champions League this season. I think he's picking up around 4.1 fouls per game. Um, and you know, we saw him against Real Madrid. It was literally Carvajal booting him every time he got the ball, which you, you kind of have to do because he's such a slippery customer and he is lethal when he gets on the dribble. So um, I fully expect him to be roughed up by those guys down there, the inter right. And yeah, it, ultimately what we've seen all season is Grealish creates overloads for the players. Um, and, and I think that's, that's going to be key is in terms of Inter's discipline. Andrew, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I was going to make a similar point. Um, I had Juan Bissaka to get booked in the in the cup final because he was up against Grealish, and it, uh, that one came in. I was going to soft, make a similar to soft. It was, it was, <laughs> but I think it was a reasonable bet to make because, yes. as Jake rightly said, Grealish draws all the fouls. So anybody who's playing sort of right back slash right centre back against him is is always going to be um, in with the chance of a booking. Um, the referee, obviously, you have to pay attention to the referee, Marciniak. He's averaged 3.9 cards per game in the Champions League. And I think, interestingly, he did into 3-3 draw with Barcelona in the group stage, and he sent off Inzaghi, the manager for dissent. Uh, when they played Porto, he was the referee. He booked a Serbi for time-wasting. He booked um, Mike Magnon of AC Milan for time-wasting in the quarterfinals. If Inter can somehow get ahead, I think you can guarantee there's going to be some time-wasting um, card potential there. You know, if if they can get ahead, who knows how many cards they could pick up trying to, to sort of defend their lead and stuff like that. So, as we say, the card market isn't out yet, but I would certainly be looking at, at a high number there based on both the history of the ref and what could happen in the game. Um, just another point on him as well. 19 penalties awarded in his last 34 games in the Champions League. He's one of the most penalty-heavy referees um, in the competition. That, again, could play a factor here. Um, obviously, affects the goal-scorer market. Haaland's taken nine spot kicks this season. I think Inter have only had seven in total, but um, Lukaku's taken four, Martinez two, Kalanoglu one. So um, they're the sort of players to watch for if you think there's going to be a penalty. But he is a referee who likes giving penalties, at least based on his history in the Champions League. All right. Um, very quickly on Man City before uh, we share our official plays for the Champions League final. Uh, for Man City, Andrew kind of alluded to it, Jake. You know, Pep sometimes does some crazy things, some bizarre things come these uh, big Champions League nights. Do you see him doing anything different? I mean, Erling Holland was quiet against Manchester United uh, in the FA Cup final, but it seems like he settled on his preferred 11, his preferred way to play. Doesn't dare change things up, does he? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And the reason, and it won't be drastic, but the reason I think he will is for what Andrew said before about the playing against the three at the back. Um, Haaland, it suits the opposition to play three at the back against Haaland because you can shift with him um, and you can really kind of crowd him out. Whereas I wouldn't be surprised if he played Alvarez up front as well and went with the two up top because effectively when they when City have the ball, the shape is a three, a back three and a two anyway, isn't it? So um, if he can get one extra body on the last line of defence so it, to make it a 3v2, then it could potentially create more space for the runners in De Bruyne and Gundogan and give them a little bit more freedom um, to yeah to cause more problems effectively. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he made that kind of that kind of switch. Um, or it could be an in-game adjustment as well, where with the you know the, the substitution is the bench that they have, which is phenomenal. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked if he made you know incredibly drastic changes like he did the last time they were in a Champions League final, where he decided to not play a holding midfielder. Um, but 
you know, the yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him try something a little bit different, especially like you said, with how flat they looked in forward areas last week in the FA Cup final. What about you, Andrew? Can you see him rolling the dice, making a pronounced change? I mean, anything's possible, isn't it? But no, I think um, their system has been working really well for them this second half of the of the season. Um, they've, they've basically been playing the same system more or less every game, um, particularly in the big game. So I, I don't think he's going to change. He must surely have learned his lesson from that last Champions League final that, that Jake mentioned. Um, so I think, no, they'll, they'll probably keep things as they are. I think you could probably pick... Um, the vast majority of their starting eleven now, assuming everybody's fit and stuff like that. I think Grealish will be on the left, and obviously Haaland and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think it'd be fairly straightforward. And um, just to sort of reiterate what we've said, I, th- I think City will win, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. All right. Uh, so on that note, let's go around and make our preferred plays for this game. Reminder on Pinnacle, uh, there are player goals props that are available as well. They're not up right at the moment, but perhaps um, uh, our experts will share what they feel in terms of the overall plays and potentially some prop plays for this game as well. Um, Andrew, let's start with you. What are your official plays for this Champions League final? Well, I mean, it's it's sort of pinching one I think Jake mentioned earlier, but I mean, Manchester City and under 2.5 goals, that's available at plus 294. I mean, that that looks a massive price for this, to be honest. Um, I see as well that there are some um, prices up for for bookings, um, handicap bookings into minus 0.5 at minus 133. I can't see any way that that doesn't come in, to be honest, with the sort of one-sided nature of how the game will probably play out. Um, So they're they're probably the two bets I'd be looking at. Jake? Yeah, the same with the sitting in the unders. Um, I wouldn't put anybody off just back in the line under 2.75 either. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I could see it maybe in a 1-0, 2-0. Uh, that's at minus 112. Um, Darmian Dumfries' cards was was something I'd keep an eye on, depending on team news um, and price as well. And the other one I just highlighted was um, Rodri to score any time, which is at plus 9 mm. at the moment. One of your it's favorites. One of your favorites. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons for this. We think the game's going to be quite tight. And generally, when games are tight, they're decided by set pieces or strikes from distance because neither team can carve out a big opportunity. Um, and Rodri's a threat from both. Um, the Champions League this season, he's averaged 1.7 shots per game. So he's you know he's hitting decent enough tallies. Most of those do come from outside the box. But you know we've, we've seen this season in the Premier League how dominant City have been from set pieces. Um, as a team, they've averaged 0.4 expected goals per game just from set pieces. So um, that it probably equates around four shots from set pieces. The average header of an XG of a header from a corner is around 0.1. So, um, you know, Rodri is a big frame that, that can get chances from dead ball spots as well as pulling the trigger from distance. So, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a big price, um, plus 9-2-1. Like I said, it, it is, if City do turn up and, and they, they're creating chance after chance, this bet's not really going to land because we're kind of relying on a tight-knit affair with very, very few opportunities and perhaps some Man City frustration that Rodri just unleashes one from the box. Right. Um, heading into this final, I'm, I'm pleased to say, I think we all have similar leans in this game or similar feels to the way it's going to play out, which could be a brilliant thing. Uh, who knows? We'll find out. Uh, my official plays enter on the, on the handicap, 1.25 at minus 116. Um, I also like the under 2.75 at minus 112. I'm tempted at the both teams to score no at minus 115, but um, 
I'm a little bit less keen because I think that you're getting a little bit more juice on the under, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game anyways. I'm hoping that City won't score like 14 seconds into this game. I hope they don't score in the first half at all. I'd love to make a first half bet here because I think it might be cagey. It might be a little bit slow. Um, and if that's the case, City not to score in the first half. It's in the under uh, first half team total of 0.5 at plus 138. That's a lot of juice. And if you think it's going to be a low scoring game at plus 138, that's a number I can get behind. So, and you just hope that Inter just hold on, play defensive in the first half. Uh, ease their way into this game, have a lot of whistles, a lot of fouls, potentially a lot of cards. I think that that could, if you like Inter to keep it close in this game, then that's a genuine play. My only concern on the total, guys, and, and, and maybe we'll just get a final thought on this, if City get one and Inter start to, to, to push and have to press, I'm not sure how often or how willing they are to open things up, and that might put the the, the total in threat. That, that's my only concern, but that would be predicated on City scoring first and for, uh, and early, I should say, and forcing Inter into uncomfortable positions. But I'll, I'll stick with those as my official plays. Uh, any final words, Andrew, before we say goodbye? No, I just um, I think this could be an intriguing game, but I don't think it's going to be the most entertaining. So um, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. But um, yeah, I think City will win and complete the treble, unfortunately. <laughs> Breaking my heart. What about you, Jake? Yeah, likewise. I, I think I think it's going back to Manchester. I do think it is. Um, yeah, the, the 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 kind of last thing we want for all of our bets is an early City goal because if City yeah. score in the first 10, 15 minutes. Like a, it's game over because I don't think Inter have got the attacking quality to be able to to get back into the game um, unless there's a dodgy penalty given like last week in the FA Cup final. Um, dodgy, but yeah, the uh, they, they're gonna they like you said, Gareth. If 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 City go in front, Inter throw bodies forward. It could be a um, a long night in that regard. But um, yeah, I I I think we're gonna see a very classic Italian setup um, of frustration. You know, I, I hope that that plays out um, in Inter's own special way. They've been great in this competition. So are Manchester City, best team on the planet today. We'll see if they can complete the treble this Saturday in Istanbul for the Champions League final. For any other further numbers or data or research, go to the betting resources section of Pinnacle website. They have you covered there. Everything that you need to know ahead of this Champions League final. It's been a great season, not only in the Premier League, but in the Champions League as well. I thank you, Andrew. I thank you, Jake, for all of your contributions, your time and your hard work and your always top-notch insight. The start of the Champions League must have seen ages ago. There was like pre-fatherhood Jake and now there's post, well, <laughs> during, I guess, pa- fatherhood Jake. So uh, it's been a momentous year for you as well. Yeah, just a bit. Um, hopefully sign off with a few winners. It'll be a great yes. season. Absolutely. And thank you, the listener, as well. It's been a pleasure. As always, please gamble within your means and the odds provided were accurate at the time of recording. I am Gareth Wheeler, and this has been your Champions League betting blueprint here, courtesy of Pinnacle, with data provided by InfoGoal.